0: Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who, for years, grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. I'm Can't tell me I'm Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Finding God Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. My guest this week is the best-selling author of the book, Lord, I Don't Want to Die a Christian. Her name is Shandrika Fea. Now, Shandrika Fea is an ordained pastor. She is an outdoor enthusiast, a Georgia public school professional. In 2005, she graduated Beacon University with a bachelor's of arts degree in biblical studies. Then she went out to complete a two-year teaching and mission assignment in China that ultimately changed her life. Now this is what she talks about a lot in the interview so I'm not going to go on about that but this trip to China really did change her life in an amazing way. Shandrika has an awesome story to share with us about how she was able to find God while not wanting to be a Christian. So without further ado here's the interview that I did with Shandrika. Hello, Shandrika. How are you doing today?
1: I am grateful. Glad to be here. What about you?
0: I am excited to be here. Glad we got a chance to connect because we missed a couple of times. So I'm just happy that it worked out. Super happy to have you on the program.
1: Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me.
0: No problem. Thanks for being a guest. So I do have some questions to ask you um, to find out how you found God. So my first question is,
1: what was your childhood like? Oh gosh! I was born and raised in i would i would say i was born a christian uh born to christian parents uh born to Christian grandparents, nice. uncles and aunts um born into the pentecostal church uh that is an entity of its own then uh the black church is another entity of its own it's so <laughs> i was born into all of them. <clears throat> um so I I've actually uh written a book and in the book I talk about being born a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, um I'm a pastor's kid. Okay.
0: Um,
1: and so yeah, I'm I definitely have a lineage of Christian clergy.
0: So when you say you're born a Christian, like that means I know you went to church. Tell me a little bit about your church life and something about God that really resonated with you as a young child
1: god was scary you know (laughs) what i mean uh you know don't don't go to hell don't disappoint god don't sin against god don't disobey god god was um you know someone or something or uh an it that we had to be afraid of um so growing up um my childhood was church um we were in church or at home um, or at school uh, the majority of my childhood we didn't do much else outside of being at church at school or at home
0: I get that because I know when I was growing up we went to church then the same kids I saw at church I saw at school because I went to the church school that the church had so it was almost oh, like right that's pretty much your
1: life you just right. had at church you had school Yeah, it just went week after week after week listen yes, Sunday morning Sunday night wednesday night thursday night friday night if there was a revival it was every night so you know so yeah it's um it is it was a lot of what what we did um played outside so um went to school and church that that was our life
0: no i totally understand so as you got older how did that play into
1: your adolescence My adolescence uh, didn't change um, until I was, gosh, in my 30s, my life was church. Yeah, Um, late 30s, my life was church. Um, And so, you know, for adolescence, even going to college, I didn't know what I was wanted to do or be because I had all I had done was church all my life. So when it was time to graduate from high school to go to college, I didn't know what profession I wanted to, to, to be. Oh, wow. Because that, that it's that serious. That's how much church was. I'm the oldest of four girls. And um, I think I can speak for all of us. None of us knew what we wanted to do or be. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I get that because I'm the oldest of three girls. And to be honest, I understand where you're coming from. The only difference was, because it was almost the same with me. I was in 12th grade. I was like, what am I going to do? And a lot of people at my church were speech pathologists. I was like, oh, well, let me be a speech pathologist. It didn't work out because I didn't. (laughs) You know, that's not what I wanted to do, but I figured it out later on. But you're right. Like when you don't have so many options and you're only involved in a certain circle of people, then You know, you just get with your hands in it or you just like have to figure it out on your own.
1: Right, right, right. I I ended up going to Bible, uh, a Bible university getting a degree, but I was in my 30s when I finally got that degree Um, and I was comfortable there. It may not be what I was supposed to do necessarily. It did work for my good in the end. Mm But I was definitely comfortable there because why? All I knew was church anyway. So it's just more learning about what uh, Christianity taught me. You know, it was more enforcing of that, if you will. Right. Yeah. So
0: let me ask you a question. You mentioned that it wasn't until you were in your mid thirties until you figured out what you were going to do and nothing really changed until then. So talk to me a little bit about that. So what made you, what changed? to make things change in your life
1: that's a great great question i had an opportunity to go and live in china
0: awesome
1: <laughs> right so i went to china uh to change china i went um, on a mission trip um and i went to my goal was to go and change china it was to go make more christians and um the experience of being in china uh, for two years, being away from all that reinforced Christianity in my life, um, it changed my life because, right. you know, it's very tough to be a Christian in China. Yeah, um, And, and I, I say that in the sense that all that we do here in the States to symbolize what we believe, to display what we believe, to, um, you know, uh, to marquee, if you will, what we believe, all of the things we wear and um the things we put on our clothing and the the messaging um we share with neighbors about what ministry, what church we go to and who our pastors are and um what our denominations are and what our beliefs are, all of the freedoms of expression we have around religion, you don't have that freedom in China.
0: Oh wow.
1: So it's very difficult to be or to do uh Christianity in China. And so I had to figure out who I was without all of the doing.
0: Right. Yes. And,
1: and that was, that started a, a journey for me, um, uh, that, that revolutionized my life. All while I was teaching a Bible study, um, to seven college students, um, kind of underground, if you will. Um, I was teaching them about Christianity or I thought I was right. definitely was going through, uh, uh, the book of luke with them and you know i took them through the prayer of salvation and all of that and then when i got back to the states that which i offered them i had questions about and frankly didn't want anymore
0: that is fascinating and i say that because <laughs> first is like so many different layers like first mm-hmm. you don't really think about the freedoms that we have over here we right. i mean i take it for granted all the time i don't think about it i'm sure if i was in another country Maybe this podcast would be illegal and we couldn't be talking about it like this. Right. But right. it's one of those things where you don't think about it, but then once you think about it, and once you just brought it to my attention, a minute, I'm like, yeah, that does make sense because if you can't do all of those things, and if that's what you've been doing your whole life, then it would put you in some kind of crisis, kind of because it, it's we, like it,
1: that's a great word. It really yeah. was. It really was a crisis, like how you know, being able. You know, even baptism is, is supposed to be symbolic of, uh, you know, uh, receiving salvation, dying to one's life to take on the life of Christ. So, there's so many things that we do, supposed to be somehow announcing to the world that we are Christians. And in China, um, when, especially when you go there from a Western country, the assumption is already that you're a Christian. So, uh, Along with that assumption, they watch to make sure you aren't going there to start an underground church. And so all of the wearing T-shirts and uh, jackets and crucifixes and carrying my Bible everywhere I went, because that's what I did here in the States, that was no longer feasible if I wanted to stay there and stay there in peace. Um, My phones were tapped, my uh trash they went through my trash cans they tapped my emails um so if i was going to stay there and be some kind of uh success uh or be successful at the reason i was there i was gonna have to back up from all of the doings of of religion Mm -hmm. but what did that mean then then who was i without all of that
0: yeah yeah i get that so when you came back you mentioned that you no longer one of the things you were trying to teach over there in China tell right. me
1: a little bit about that um i got back and and you know went back to church quite naturally um it's again it's all i had ever had ever done and suddenly i, I felt claustrophobic um i felt like uh my idea or experience or both of god had expanded and couldn't fit in the idea of congregation uh, or, or, or uh, let me say it differently. It couldn't fit in the idea of membership. Right. Um, I, I just, I, it couldn't, it it didn't fit in the rhetoric. Um, you know, uh, there was so much that we couldn't do in China. It made me go back and study and try to figure out why is it, you know, why is it that I'm okay not doing it here but not okay or feel convicted doing, not doing that in the States. Right. So I started reading again and, um, really trying to figure out what is it that, um, God really wanted, you know, or God really expected of me. And it just wasn't fitting anymore. I got tired of looking at the same people every week. Um, I just, I, there was a lack of fellowship. Um, there was plenty of membership, but no fellowship. Right. And so, um, there was two things that was happening. Um, and then Barack Obama had been nominated, um, as the president and, uh, the, our white evangel- evangelical, brothers and sisters were being vocal, um, particularly the ones of influence about having a black president. And, um, it was in those two realities that I found myself saying out loud to God, Lord. I don't want to die a Christian Um, and that became a best-selling book Uh, and so uh, I just begin to ask questions about what this life and life with God and relationship with God was really supposed to be and I'd start documenting that journey and and like I said my first book is a best-selling book wow yeah
0: and I can see why, because if you're documenting that journey, you're asking questions that a lot of people are too afraid to ask, or people, right. you know. Because I don't, I don't think that that point, you know, the way you were thinking is was just you. I think a lot
1: of people, right, right, thought
0: that way, especially during that time, because during that time, you're right. Barack Obama was nominated for president, but then yes. you had all of these kids getting killed, Michael Brown, like all of those right. things we were right. seeing, and so, I mean, I'm sure. It messed with me, you know, just <laughs> seeing all these things happening and stuff. And it made me ask questions and think some things because the religion I was in at the time, I'm not going to say they spoke out vocally about it, but they were more so Republican. And then once the Trump era happened, you can see.
1: No, oh, gosh.
0: It's like yeah. you got to see people for who they really were. Really were, right. And so if you have, you know, if you're in church and these are the leaders and the pastors, and then all of a sudden you're just like, wait a minute, like, this isn't godly and these people are not for me and you know it can cause problems right. and it did it right. caused problems in my life and so right. i totally understand where you're coming from now you mentioned you documented your journey and you're asking questions what were some questions you were asking god and what were, how did you get some of those answers
1: oh that's a great question um again you asked nice <laughs> questions you asked well, really good question i you know um man let's see I'm just gonna grab my book um and uh, choose a question. Let's see. Okay. Um I have a I have a uh <laughs> I have a title of one of my entries because it's called Lord, I don't wanna die a Christian, my journal and journey to freedom. Mm-hmm. And one of the titles is Why Ask for More.
0: Okay.
1: Um that question is about um, it's about it kind of, it, it kind of asked a question about the system of, of Christianity, the system of church
0: right.
1: and, um, the, the continued gathering to ask God for more when we, we don't really see in scripture where, um, people encounter Jesus, um, but continue to approach him afterwards. So I use like the woman at the well, yeah. um, as an example, um, the Samaritan woman they call her. She they didn't give her a name, but um, she had one encounter with Jesus and we don't read about her again.
0: You're
1: right. Or uh the woman with the issue of blood who had one encounter with Jesus and we don't hear about her again, or uh um the the young man who was a tax collector, Zacchaeus.
0: Zacchaeus, yeah.
1: Um, uh, who had one encounter with Jesus and we don't hear, um, any stories about him again. Um, you know, you don't, there's this constant, uh, uh, calling for, um, people to return week in and week out year in and year out to, um, have, uh, supposedly an encounter with Jesus and it's expensive, (laughs) you know what I mean? And so I asked the question, you know, why, why ask for more we don't see um in scripture we don't read and scripture being um you know the authority if you will of of christianity you don't see in scripture um this constant coming again and again and again week in and week out day after day you know um wednesday night being the most popular one of the most popular nights during the week together called bible study Um, which is another, you know, question, but, um, you know, why, why keep asking for more, um, um, when we don't see in scripture where so many of the people who did encounter Jesus, you don't see where they did. They got, you know, they, they got what they quote unquote needed. Um, and we never hear about them anymore.
0: That is true. That is a good point. And I also, you know, I want I think about it. It's like they had that encounter, they got what they needed and then they went and told other people about that. So you're right. right it right. wasn't constantly coming and coming because
1: again and again, and again. Yeah.
0: Cause that encounter right. was enough so that they can go tell other people and then those people could tell other people. So other I see people, yeah, exactly so what you're saying.
1: That was, yeah, that was my question. The, the young man who um, was at the pool, um, the pool i think of bethesda is called you know where jesus tells him to take up your bed and walk yeah. uh, the young man who was uh, possessed with demons mm-hmm. in the, and the demons were dismissed into into swine you know yeah. where, where where are these folks at matter of fact um that young man i think wanted he to did. follow jesus
0: yes he did
1: and jesus said no go home to your family uh go home to your friends. And so um so yeah, it's just uh we we seem to be the Christianity seems to to promote the actual opposite. So I have that question.
0: That is an awesome question. And I do see your point because it's true. Like Jesus, he healed people and then they went and told other people about him and right. it wasn't like they kept following and following him, no. you know. He had there were a lot of people that followed him, but I think that they heard him once Went on their way. Then other people came and they followed him, heard him, (laughs) went on their way. Right. I love that question, and I love
1: and 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 again the expense of it all. Yeah, it does cost. Yeah, it costs, and so you know we have to pay pastors, and we have to create pay staff, and you got to pay for the lights, you got to pay for the bills, you got to tidy, you got to give the offers. It just this whole system, you know, that is created um, uh, to keep it all going. But I don't, I don't see where it's based on what Jesus did. Yeah. You know, now there is scripture if I were to have this conversation with a pastor who talks about a uh, or Paul says, "Don't forsake to assemble as the manner of some do." Um and that even still, that is not a call to membership right um you know what i mean so yes. and memberships have systems you can't have membership without a system yeah so that's not a membership that's a call to fellowship and it doesn't say for how many times it doesn't say how often doesn't say you know what i mean how for how long just says don't forsake to assemble and so you know again questions and that that was one of them and, and you know i start very uh very if you will small and the further you get into the book, the the more in-depth the questions are.
0: I am intrigued by that. So let me ask you a question, and then I will get the information about your book. Because I'm sure there are people out there who are going to want to get your book, because I want to get it now. And I want to read it <laughs> and see exactly what it is, because it's interesting. But before I get to that, let me just ask you, if there was someone out there actively looking for God, what advice would you give them?
1: I would say breathe um there god is i like that you know um get somewhere where you can be present and there god is uh i i would love to my first my absolute first thought was to go outside but before you let the wind and the sun hit you blink you know and I think um, I think you'll find God. You, there there are lots of things people do. I think I write about this. There's a lot. There are lots of things that people do. They say, "I just want to get closer to God." And I remember God telling me that you can't get closer to Me than you can to your own breath. Stop all that, you know. And I felt like God was saying, "Quit all that," you know. Um, and so, yeah, breathe um, and, and listen to the words that come of the breath you know the the communication that comes of your inhale and exhale listen to it it speaks it'll talk to you and uh i i believe that is a divine or godly spiritual um experience
0: yeah, because it does say meditate on God's words. So I do believe that when you're calming yourself and you're thinking and you have that quiet time, you know, just to focus and think, God does talk. And it's like he does talk to you in the quiet, you know, when there's yeah. a quiet, when it's not a lot of noise. And so I totally love that. Yeah. But Well, I have one more question before sure. I let you go. So sure. where can we find your book? Where can we get it? Tell me all about that information so we can...
1: You can find the book, you can find the book where books can be found. (laughs) (laughs) That is an Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble, um, books a million and many other different places that I'm not familiar with. But, um, but yeah, you can find it where books can be found. Um, I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook and all of the major platforms. So if you have any questions, want to reach out, and share your thoughts about what you're reading, you're welcome to. Let me know though where you heard from me from, otherwise, I'll think you're strange and just delete um and I don't want to do that, so let me know where you heard about me from um and uh and yeah, um, thank you for having me.
0: Oh. No, you are more than welcome. And guys, if you didn't get all that, I'm going to have all her information in the show notes where you can reach her. All you have to do is click on the link. And also I have a link to where you can get a copy of her book. And then I'll also do maybe a quiz and maybe not a quiz, like a contest, a giveaway or something, and you will be able to win a copy of her book. So make sure you check out the show notes and listen to this episode. And I will give you more information on how you can win a copy of her book. Well, thank you so much, Shandrika, for being here, and you have an
1: amazing evening. Thank you for having me.
0: I absolutely love this interview. My favorite part of the interview was when Shandrika talked about how she went to China and how the lack of religious freedom forced her to reevaluate her relationship with God and religion. I also enjoyed hearing about her journey away from religion, which helped her get closer to God. So, if you are on a journey looking for God, I would encourage you to start asking God questions. I know we have all been conditioned not to question God, but let me assure you, it is okay to ask God questions. I honestly believe that God wants us to ask Him questions so that we can get to know Him better and develop a relationship with Him. So, this week, don't forget to ask God questions and then wait for Him to tell you the answers to your questions. The song we are going to listen to is from our artist of the week holy heathen and we will be listening to his single boss
2: i'm not gonna lie and and, and portray um this ultimate poise like i've been had it figured out no i just didn't quit that's the only distinguishing quality from me and probably whoever else going through this or went through this or is gonna go through this is that i ain't quit i went through every emotion i'm giving glory to the boss right now jesus christ the biggest boss around took me from the lost and found and placed my feet on this holy ground i'm giving glory to the boss right now jesus christ the biggest boss around my adversaries can't hold me down check make big faith and a holy ground I get so lies idols and lies when god provides god this is no surprise success nonetheless come by faster than prayer suppress my flesh the best so i can bless her hey. From section 8 to section greater I don't use astrology as the stargazers I use my chant, I to discern you, dog babes They thought they were killing me, humility was to me do suffering was tough, and everything God is killing me Hurt by the church, but he was still healing me He dealt with me, how to respond to responsibility I rejected others telling me they helping me He set me free, teaching me accountability On his account, you see what Jesus did for me Now we celebrate, my count, count is for me Giving glory to the boss right now. Jesus Christ, the biggest boss around. He took me from the lost and found and placed my feet on his holy ground. Giving glory to the boss right now. Jesus Christ, the biggest boss around. Oh yeah. My adversaries can't hold me down. Check, make big faith, in a holy ground. God dropped the top of my ops, I'm convertible, converted to the top of the tops. We turned ideas to reels. Instagram films, these ain't songs, they songs. Remember these hymns. Emmanuel. God is all. To the end, a manual drawing us closer to Him. He paid the cost on the cross to forgive us sins. So every loss I come across, because the Can't hold me down. Check, make big faith in the holy ground. Listen, faith is action. Do it to believe if the enemy attacks, knowing he's defeated. Revenge is best served as a cold dish. We break bread with five loaves and two fish. Feeding the multitude, you can't tell who is who. Let Jesus use you so they can tell who's in you. I waited patiently in the waiting room. Now I'm all Holy Ghost. Fine, you can smell the fumes. Let Shatterack, me, shack and the bend go. They be mad cause the old me, ain't me no more. You can't stop the impossible I gain endurance when I clear an obstacle it's a cold world I eat it like a obstacle this freedom has dominion over demons cause the blood of the lamb gave me kissing of the kingdom I'm giving glory to the boss right now Jesus Christ the biggest boss around he took me from the lost and found and placed my feet on his holy
0: Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today and for listening to another inspirational story about how people find God. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I would also love it if you would leave a review for the podcast so that you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. If you would like to get in contact with Chandrika, Heathen, or myself, all of our contact information can be found in the show notes and all you have to do is click on the links below and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and let me know that you would like to be a guest and I will make sure that I get in contact with you and schedule a day and time for you to record an interview. If you would like to submit music to the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and send me an email letting me know that you would like to submit a song for the show. In this email, send me a picture, a short bio, and an mp3 of the song that you would like to submit. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.